Welcome, welcome my friends, welcome to Total Disclosure. This is a production of Preemptive Action Media. I am your host, Peter Corregger. Today is October 31st, 2019. There's a lot of different disturbing news, but before we go to that, I want to remind my listeners that uh, Preemptive Action Media also have a YouTube podcast with the same name, Preemptive Action Media, in which we bring very important news and war events. Also, we have the website, preemptiveactionmedia.com. So you always have the opportunity to see and listen for the different news and events that we can bring to all of you. And thanks for all the positive input that I have been receiving from many of our listeners. Today we have an issue pertaining to the world news. This is a news that comes from Global Risk News and the Oda Loop. Turkish President, President Dorgan, on Wednesday claimed that some members of the Kurdish militia, also called the YPG, had failed to meet a Tuesday evening deadline to withdraw 30 kilometers or 18.64 miles from the Kurdish border in northeast Syria, adding that his country reserved the right to target any Kurdish fighter or militia if they're found in the safe zone that Turkey and Russia have established along the border. Russia and Turkey are set to begin joint patrols in the safe zone on Friday. Turkey considered the Kurdish militia or the YPG to be a terrorist organization. And because of that, earlier this month, you have to remember this, after U.S. President Donald Trump decided to withdraw troops from northeastern Syria, Turkey invaded the region. Look what happened. Donald Trump started moving troops to Iraq. There is a vacuum of power. Turkey take advantage and invade the region and launch an attack on the U.S. allies, the Syrian Democratic Forces, and also the Kurdish, which are one of the same, the Kurdish militia or the YPG. Then Russia soon stepped in to fill the vacuum left by the United States departure and cut a deal with Turkey to create a safe zone that effectively carves up the region. It's important to know that even though this is happening at the same time, there was a change, a 180 degree change, and President Trump, even though there were troops that were moved out, new troops, especially tanks and artillery, were back in Syria to protect oil fields that were in danger to be recaptured by ISIS. Keep the conversation with Russia. Russia defense minister says it has a test. They had launched a test with the Volava intercontinental ballistic missile from its most advanced nuclear power submarine for the first time, striking target thousands of kilometers away. So in other words, the defense minister admit 
that they did a test launch of a Bulava intercontinental ballistic missile. This is very, very scary. The ministry said that on October 30th that the missile was fired from an upgraded Boreis-class submarine, a submarine that was submerged in the White Sea on Russia's north, northern coast. It said that the missile carried a dummy payload. Dummy, for those that are not familiar with the military terms, is a fake warhead. It's not an explosive. It doesn't explode. Or if it's a nuclear warhead, it will not explode nuclear. The missile carrier dummy payload that reached a test site in Russia for East Region in Kamchamka. Vice Admiral Moisejev said that the upgrade model of the Boreis class submarine is scheduled to enter service with Russia Northern Fleet at the end of 2019 once it has complete trials that include weapon tests. In other words, they were testing not only the missiles, they were testing new equipment. It's called hardware. The submarine probably is a brand new submarine, and they wanted to make sure that every component, all the integration systems are working fine in this test, which at the same time put the United States in alert. The test comes in tension between the Moscow and Washington following the demise of the Cold War era nuclear treaty that sparked fears of a growing arms race. We had a, an arms race. We cut down the arms race after the, the, the fragmentation of the Soviet Union, and then we're apparently going back into an arms race that China also is engaged in that regard. Global arms control set up during the Cold War to keep Washington and Moscow in check have come under strain since the demise of the Intermediate Range Nuclear Force Treaty, which banned the deployment of short and intermediate range missiles. In August, the United States pulled out of the accord. Washington said that Moscow had openly disregarded the conditions of the treaty a charge that Russia has denied. The last major nuclear arms control treaty that happened between Russia and the United States, known as the New START Treaty, is due to expire in 2021. A previously signed treaty in 2010, the New START Treaty limits the number of strategic nuclear warheads that the United States and Russia are allowed to deploy. Let's have a small break and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Back to the podcast. A new Forrester report projects how cyber threat landscape, and this is a report that came also from the Oda Loop, is likely to evolve in the coming years. The picture it paints on the near future is grim, to say the least. The researchers project that it might not be long before evil can adopt artificial intelligence and machine learning faster than the security leaders can, which force organizations and individuals 
to rely on government assistance programs to help them weather the impact of cyber catastrophes. Next year, organizations are expected to lose over $250 million from campaigns using deflects, which are the audio and visual content doctorate by artificial intelligence. The report warns that attackers will use artificial intelligence and machine learning to enhance existing attack using the tremendous amount of data now available to them. They will also develop new techniques in the form of disinformation campaigns against enterprise. And this is supposed to be the future. It's beginning now because the news says that this is going to be in 2020. It's the year in which data will get weaponized. But in reality, this is happening right now. And hand-to-hand with the last news, India nuclear power plant network was hacked and officials of the government confirmed. Threat actors have managed to inflict the, net, inflict the network of the Indian nuclear power plant with a malware, as a virus, as we call commonly a virus. The Nuclear Power Plant Corporation of India Limited has admitted, adding that India's National Computer Emergency Response Team discovered the issue last month. The corporation stated that an investigation in the, by India Department of Atomic Energy revealed that the infected PC or personal computer belonged to a user who was connected to the internet, connected network used for administrative purposes. Apparently he was working or was conducting some kind of job, which is isolated from the critical internal network. The malware used in the attack is the track which share similarity with the malware share similarities with the malware that has been linked to the North Korean state sponsored hacking group known as Lazarus. And it's a reminder in regard to this that there was someone physically injecting the system in that nuclear power corporation. That is similar to one of the um, cyber attack that was uh, that happened several years ago in Iran when another software was introduced and affected the nuclear system in in Iran and uh, they almost blow out because they change all the computer system and and the controls and it was something that took Iran many, many years to recover. Well, my friends, I don't want to bug you with a lot of information. This is all for today. I hope you like it. I hope next week we have more interesting news for all of you. For now, this is all what we have available or ready for you. I wish you a good, a good night and a good weekend. And we'll see you next week. God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. Thank you.